Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you are watching or listening to us. And thank you for being part of Material Business Podcast. My name is Monica Hernandez, and I am your host today with Material Business Podcast with Infinity Growth. And thank you very much for being part of our audience. Thank you for sharing, for listening, for watching. And we have today a very, very special guest. Thank you, Suhail, for being here with us today. Thank you, Monica. Um, thank you, everyone. Um, good, well, good afternoon from Abu Dhabi. <laughs> and thank you for the invitation, Monica. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. It is, you know, you have a lot of things to share. And um, because we are in this capsule that is going to talk about sustainability, I think it is very important that we hear different areas and what we're going to have to, um, in the pocket today, completely applies to what we want to diffuse that information that you, you want to, we want to transfer. But let me just do a, a quick introduction of Suhail before we start. Suhail Diaz is an energy professional with 23 years of experience in oil and gas energy management, a strategy, decarbonization, a strategic planning, sustainability, and business improvement. She has gained rich international and multicultural experience serving in Latin America, North Sea, and Middle East markets. Responsible for leading operations in upstream and downstream business lines, optimizing value in annual expenditures, capital projects, and leveraging innovation to drive operational and organizational efficiency. Suhail has proven experience as a business consultant delivering transformation, spanning the entire oil and gas value chain. Her consulting engagement support organizations, developing strategies and capabilities by providing innovative and impactful insights with actionable recommendations. She is part of the SPE board committee at the Northern Emirates section, acting as a chair of Gaia Sustainability and actively participating in global and regional events. I love that name, Gaia Sustainability. Yeah. So Hale calls uh, a bit. Gaia, Gaia means uh, Mother Earth. Mother Earth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I love it. So she holds a BC in chemical engineering from 1999 and reservoir engineering in 2001 from the Universidad Simón Bolívar in Venezuela and an MSc in petroleum production engineering in 2009, an MBA in oil and gas management 2016 from Robert Gordon University in the UK and a certification in energy management in the UK in 2021. She's currently working as a specialist in strategy, corporate planning and decarbonization at ADNOC as and is involved in areas such as business plan, new energies, for example, hydrogen, carbon emissions, ESG, and energy efficiency. So, it is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Monica. Sounds like a long, long journey. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fantastic. It gives a lot of, it gives the audience a lot of ideas on what areas uh, we're going to talk about because that is exactly what we're going to talk about. So maybe can you expand on what is that 
decarbonization, what that entails. We hear it here and there, and then it seems like a big word. Uh, what does that entail in general term? Yeah, decarbonization, well, uh, as you mentioned, I mean, a uh, trendy topic right now connected with net zero. How entities, how companies, uh, countries can reduce emissions. When I'm talking about emissions, we talk about greenhouse gases emissions. We have carbon dioxide, we have methane, you know, and how we can uh, minimize the impact from the climate. Everything is connected with the climate change topic that is part of also connected with sustainable development goals, uh, uh, COP27, COP26. Now we have, we are coming, uh, we are having here a uh, COP28 in the UAE. There are different topics. Uh, and the idea is see how we can uh, diversify our energy mix, how we can expand our, um, our or we can make it uh, renewables growing instead of solar, we're talking about wind energy. We're talking about how we can be more efficient in, in, for example, in the energy sector, in the oil and gas sector, how we can minimize our emissions, how we can connect this with new technologies. For example, carbon capture that is one that we, we are still, well, we are working in the oil and gas industry, how we can capture our emissions, how we can utilize them, or how we can store these emissions and also connected with hydrogen, that is a new topic, how we can uh, produce alternative sources of energy. Uh, this is also uh, connected with that, how also customer, how we can open market for electric vehicles, you know, everything is, is coming at the same concept that is uh, decarbonization, sustainability, we're talking about the same. The big question is how we can, how we can implement and change our energy mix. You know, this is the big question, how we can do it in 2030 or 2050. And also there are, there are big, big, uh, ambitions, ambitions in, in different countries and continents right now. And very important what you mentioned. So it's not about one is better than the other. It is just how we diversify our energetic you know, consumption and production, and then how we can integrate them together so they are more efficient, and then we can get to our goals uh, in, a, in a more efficient way. And environmentally friendly, of course. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that sounds very important, interesting at the same time. Why did you want to go into this realm? How did you, you know, how did you start it? What's your, your story? How did you start to work on sustainability, the ESGs and decarbonization? Well, I, I lived, uh, in 2015 in the UK. Um, I think I learned how, how important, you know, sustainability, recyclables, renewables and circular economy was very, very important for the UK at that time. And also still, you can see in Europe is ahead if you compare with other continents. And for me, it was just, uh, you know, like a wake up call that of course, if I compare with other continents, my experience in my, in my home country, you know, in Latin America, 
and how these people really care about these kind of uh, these topics. You know, uh, it was very, very, it was good for me how we can think more about uh, our uh, efficiency or how we are aware about our consumption, how we can be more efficient at home. And these topics are very, very important. That's why it was good for me. It was a good exposure at that time. And after, uh, in my former job, I worked as a consultant. And my topics were connected with all of these energy transition topics, how um, I was connected with carbon models, how we can model our emissions at uh, CCUS, that is carbon capture utilization storage, again, hydrogen, uh, sustainability. That's why I decided to complete uh, my experience. I mean, well, I've been always in the oil and gas industry, as, as you mentioned in my bio. And I decided, well, to be more flexible, to expand it. Uh, now it's, it's, an, it's, it's becoming more, more and more important topics. And mm -hmm. I completed my certification in energy management to open the scope uh, uh, and the topic in, in terms of my knowledge, my learning about the topic. Um, in the meantime, I started working with the Society of Petroleum Engineers. Uh, and this topic uh, was uh, it, it's a very important topic for us in the society. Uh, it's a new topic before it was more connected with HSE like a health, safety, and environment, but now it's, not, it's a specific topic that is Gaia. It's a subcommittee. We have uh, volunteers working on it, people that want to learn in our community about this new topic. Um, um, yeah, that's why I think it was more or less my, my path, how this topic, uh, you know, I started working with all of these topics. It's very interesting and it's interesting that you came from oil and gas and and then you walk your path through uh, getting into these new topics and then integrating all that, you know, because it is important like we are and, and I have been saying it for a while. We, ha we are doing a lot. It is just we don't connect the dots. So uh, as integrity corrosion, for example, in my case, we already have a lot of dots connected. It is just a little bit of that portion that needs to be uh, think in uh, to be able to complete the cycle and then work on, on the sustainable yeah. solutions. And as you said, in the end, everything is connected. It's just to see how we can connect dots, you know, and mm -hmm. in a more efficient way. But if you ask me, uh, it's not, uh, the logic is there. It's just mm -hmm. to see how you can open concept, be more flexible and apply all of these, maybe, yeah, this, this new concept in, in our activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's very important to hear. Can you share your insights maybe on the current trends? What are the challenges in the industry and the energy industry? Uh, maybe in those areas, uh, sustainability, decarbonization, ESG practices. Yeah. Well, in terms of sustainability and ESG practices, I've seen important steps in increasing the company's responsibility, mainly, maybe now in terms of listed companies, how they need to disclosure information about the sustainability reporting. I think this is an important step 
because uh, now uh, all of this information will be connected with the energy efficiency uh, um, roadmap, uh, decarbonization activities, and, and all of these topics need to be there. And also it's connected with the financial aspect. Uh, if we, for example, companies want to get like a loan or financing option, you know, in the market, they need to submit all of this information that is very important. And the idea is to, to get it more in, in a mandatory way that no, no voluntary way that all the companies uh, disclosure this information, people can access this information and see what the, what companies are doing. No, not only in the oil and gas sector, I'm talking about everywhere, all the sectors have to do it. This is an important step. Uh, of course, it's, I always say this because uh, people always think about sustainability is just emissions. Uh, sustainability is not only emissions. We have, if we follow the urinary nation, we, we know that 17 sustainable development goals are there. We are talking about climate change, of course. We are talking about also gender equality. We are talking about education, water. There are different, different topics that we need to follow in our sustainability reports. Uh, in also, we are talking about different scope companies, a lot of companies, uh, that is another, uh, I think, uh, good step that is, for example, international companies and also national companies are incorporating important, uh, KPIs, um, and also goals in terms of the, these emissions and, and other, and other topics, you know, in, in the reporting. Uh, from the decarbonization side, I can say that now we have new topics, as I mentioned before, in terms of our roadmaps, in energy efficiency alternative, we are including a carbon capture project uh, that now is, is, is becoming a big, big uh, topic in US, in Europe, everywhere, uh, based on the new regulations and the new um, incentives that different uh, regions are incorporating in their markets. Also, we have hydrogen. Uh, we have topics like a circular car a carbon circular economy uh, that it was also highlighted by Saudi Arabia. Uh, and I think, yeah, we have different, different topics now, trendy topics uh, that show how we can collaborate each other and how we can open this uh, topic also uh, to the market, um, thinking about also customers, the end users of the energy. Absolutely. And I think what you're mentioning is very important is how we interconnect all those things. And then those strategies, if we follow them, is nothing to be afraid of. I guess that's the message. It is, it is something that is definitely there. Um, but I totally agree with you. If, if it is not something that is mandated, it's very hard to arrive to. And it has happened in other areas. Um, we know that it is some practices are good, but if they're not, they're not, uh, you have to do it. They're not mandated. It is just as nice to have, then we become less interested in making it work. Yeah. Yeah. That's why regulatory framework, emission trading system, all of these mechanisms make it, uh, more mandatory, um, and easier that people follow it, you know, that is Absolutely. an important point. 
it guides people in the right way. So we are we are all going in the same direction. Can you share maybe some examples on on how those process? Because at some point, it becomes very huge and and then it is difficult to perhaps make our minds. Do you have any examples on how you know process improvements or management of change MLC processes specifically in the oil and gas industry? How those initiatives have helped? Uh, maybe you can give us an example and then we can see the outcome and then what was achieved at the end? Like what was uh, maybe that one or, or two or three things that you have seen that are successful in that in this industry? Yeah, of course. Well, for all of these changes, efficiency is required. We're talking about, well, energy efficiency, how we can do it differently, you know, how we can optimize equipment to use different, for example, fuels and reduce emissions, you know, that's why it's a new topic for us. It requires management of change, how our employees think in a different way that is important, following, of course, safety standards. For example, now we have a topic about how we can repurpose our facilities to use, for example, hydrogen. We're talking about new products that is no, that is no gas, you know, it's hydrogen. That's why it, in a way, maybe we have some concern we need to, or, or also carbon dioxide. That's why we need to think about maybe corrosion issues mm -hmm. uh, or in our reservoir, or how we can transfer uh, green products or hydrogen derivatives. I'm talking about ammonia, I'm talking about methanol. There's different also how we can transport it in our vessel. That, that's why we need maybe new design in our vessels. Everything requires new, new, new procedures, new equipment, new way of, of, of doing things. Efficiency and safety are key in this in this domain yes, to reach this goal and comply with regulation targets. You know, that's why I think this is uh, an important point to consider because it's it's uh yeah we are talking about new things. And then what you're saying, it really correlates so closely to what we have said always, like. We have something that is called in, in, in our corporation that is called the, the wheel of gold. And that, that, that wheel has the procedures or the processes, the people and the tools. Okay. And the, as, as long as those three are in, you know, in harmony in equilibrium, and then we can make the wheel go. Then as long as it is, you know, equitative and that it is it is all in harmony, then we can make it move. So it is uh, listening you to what you're saying. Uh, it is, it is not a different concept. It is just applied in a different way, but it's the same concept it is we need to have the processes, the procedures, and then we have to train the people we have to make them. And that, that follows into my next question then. How do you approach this? Because we've, we've listening to your bio, you have built cross-functional team across different continents, working with, you know, different cultures, you know, to make this message go across, to motivate them, to maybe 
go from being resistant to embrace this new term, this sustainability ESG, uh, specifically in this area of oil and gas? Yeah, this is an important, important point. Being involved in different projects, as you said, also um, being also involved with Lean Six Sigma methodologies. Um, yeah, this how we can uh, engage people, how we can also improve our process is, is, is a point. And how you make it that people can understand what is important of all of these topics. That is, I think, the important part because they need to feel that they are part of this uh, transition and they are part of this project. That's why why I need to change from these things that business as usual to this new reality, you know, uh, or, or or also from the financial perspective, you know, we need to understand projects in a different perspective, not only financial, now it's more strategic, more thinking about how much, uh, for example, emissions can I reduce, you know, it, it's different. It's a different way of working. Uh, for example, uh, I'm part of different teams that we are estimating carbon emissions. For example, this is just an example. And here is now what I can see from the, for example, downstream perspective. No, I need up upstream as well. I need to think in an end-to-end -end, uh, value chain approach because it's the way that you can make projects that work. You can see real benefits. It's not only what I'm producing in a, in a field. Is, is the mission that I produce in my vessels as well. You know, how we can create, for example, green corridors or green onshore and also in the maritime sector. You know, uh, that's that's why I think this involves different teams, different people. It's not anymore to work in silos. It's thinking about uh, the whole company and only, for example, the oil and gas sector. I need to thank also other sectors if, for example, I have a project in carbon capture, I need to think about steel, I need to think about companies in aluminum, I need to see how we can collaborate together uh, in a closer perspective, how we can connect dots again and see the benefit, you know? And this carbon dioxide could be useful, for example, for my oil and gas production. I don't know, or, or maybe it could be part of my storage allocation of all of these emissions. Uh, that's why here we are talking about uh, cross-functional, cross-sectorial. Uh, we are talking about a different different perspective. Also, if you think in terms of COP, you know, all of these conference of parties that we have in terms of climate change, different governments are involved. Uh, it's also bilateral uh, visions that we need to discuss. Uh, in, in this in this case, I can say that uh, this topic can you know uh, integrate different perspectives uh, and different different people. That is a is a is a good thing, uh, in my opinion. Absolutely, and that goes hand in hand with diversity and how we have having more people at the table, uh, having a diverse team, having a diverse group of you know, heads together with different genders, different age, different backgrounds, different experiences, then we get to more uh, sustainable. Yeah. It really is, is that. You, you get to 
every decision then is sustainable really because then you have had the challenge from someone else i was into a conference um uh, some months ago and then they one of the panelists said that when you have people on the same way of thinking um it is good because you have less challenges but it is bad because you're not challenged yeah, at the same time yeah, yeah, so then nobody nobody brings something new to the table so when you have multicultural teams there is definitely a higher amount of stress in the team because there are new challenges people don't think in the same way and then they are challenging your ideas and then they are posing questions and asking things to make it understandable from their point of view and that is exactly what we should be going through. It is not, you know, getting out of our comfort zone. If I can make this, if I can explain this to, you know, a five-year-old child, then I can transfer the message. So this is exactly the point that you're bringing. We need to really start thinking on the idea that diversity, not only gender, but in anything, it is just beneficial for anything yeah also let's also learn you know that it's very very important because there are new topics we are talking about new topics and look we are learning about these new topics yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so what do you think let's say for for a company or for a sector for an an industry maybe let's let's don't, don't go that big but for a company that wishes to go and adopt some of those techniques, some of those new ways of going, of operating. What is your advice as a consultant? Now I'm going to prick your brain as a consultant. How can they aim <laughs> to integrate sustainability? Like what is uh, maybe a roadmap that they can start thinking on? Okay, this is perhaps step one, two, three. Like what is that suggestion that you can give? I think as a consultant, uh, well, this is also an advice. We need to be just uh, prepared and, and learn and have arguments, you know, to uh, support someone that is in the decision-making process based on your experience. Uh, and thinking about a strategy and how to do it, you know, because in the end, what decision makers need is a roadmap, how we can do it, how we can do it better, you know, and what will be the impact uh, uh, with this, with this uh, implementation. Another point uh, that I always recommend in, in all of this transition is communication. Because if you have a topic, if you have a strategy, you have a roadmap, you need to communicate to your team, to your people, to your company. People need to understand, feel that they are part of this strategy, that they are part of this plan and, and, and make it happen. That is important, you know, in different town halls, in different, different mechanisms, campaigns and educational campaigns are very important. That's why based on my experience is just to give the tools, you know, to the decision makers and, and, and explain how we can do it, but have arguments to do it. That's why we need to be prepared and we need to be there and we need to understand what is happening outside. Wow, this is such a powerful uh, remark because absolutely if we don't communicate and we have spoken about this 
I think in almost all of the podcasts is how important communication is and how sometimes we get so technical and so into the detail that we forget to speak the language of the person that is receiving the message. Yeah. And, and, and it's important to say that every, everyone has a role to play in, in, in this, uh, in this topic, in this strategy, in the company, outside the company, in your house, you know, I think it is important that people feel it. Absolutely. So when they be, when they become it, then it's easier to be it and then to influence whoever is uh, surrounding you. And I think, uh, all the panelists that will participate in this section, uh, they have that message is you really need to believe in this. It really has to come from a place of heart. Uh, so we don't harm Gaia and then we start making progress in the way we want. Uh, otherwise it is not, this is not just a checkpoint. We really need to believe in this. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So hell is gone so fast. We are yeah. already. I really, when I get to this point and I look at the watch, I'm like, oh gosh. Um, but it is, you have shared with us so many important points. You have shared with us a lot of knowledge, um, very easy things to do. Sometimes we make our minds a mess because we think this is unachievable, but seeing someone that has already done it for so long, uh, that gives talks uh, and tips that are easy to achieve and perhaps not, we need to work into that, but at least we have the idea on how to do it. It is very important. Any message for the audience, any last, you know, words for people that are listening and watching us? Well, I think please, uh, I can say continue learning about these new topics. Everybody's learning, but it's, it's a commitment right now. And also I think be more flexible to contribute, to, to build this transition, you know, in your specific, uh, company or country, because sometimes we are very, no, but I, and I, petroleum engineer, for example, I cannot see how I can, you know, contribute, you know, of course we can, we need to see, uh, how I can, for example, if, um, work in drilling a well, how I can think maybe in geothermal energy, why not? Or, or thinking in the subsurface side, how I can storage carbon dioxide. That is, it's just using your logic, your knowledge in a different way. That's why we need to be flexible. If I work in strategy, now I need to, to understand carbon emission. Well, I need to learn about it, you know, and also become auditors in our companies, in our communities, in our country, you know, ESG is a topic. I, I, I completed my certification in this topic because it's not about a role in, in my, in my current role, for example, that I, I want to, to work in reporting. No, because I want to understand when I read a sustainability report from a company, I want to see, you know, the disclosure. I want to understand what are the material topics. It's just an, an auditor of things. Uh, uh, and it's the only way that you can maybe be, uh, uh, uh play a role 
you know, on how you can make things maybe improved uh, and, and, and see how, yeah, how this topic becomes more and more important um, and have an opinion, you know, and, and it's, it's being innovative. We're talking in a more efficient way. Yeah, we are all required, as we said, but we need to be also auditors. The only way that you can be an auditor is understand, learn, and, and um, try to use all your knowledge and see how you can create these changes around you. And that is a, a perfect closure. And it, it really ties into taking informed decisions. And, and the only way to take an informed decisions is to understand what you're talking about based on facts. And that is for sure something that um, will give us the sound material to back up our, our opinions. So absolutely great. So Hale, thank you so very much for coming in today, for sharing all this knowledge. I know you have lots of things to do and uh, having taken the time to come in, that is very appreciated. No, thank you, Monica, for the invitation. It's great to contribute with all of this topic. I'm passionate about this topic. And I think educational campaigns um, and people try to understand their role and why, always ask why. Why I'm doing that? What things was in this way, you know? And if I disagree with, well, at least to have arguments and discuss it, we, we have a lot of uh, societies, communities, and uh, ways that we can discuss. Oh, that is fantastic. Absolutely. And you're tying into SDG number, like we have spoken about so many SDGs today, education number four, number five, uh, you know, and then we're talking into number 17 collaboration. Yeah. And then how we are how we are open to have this conversation today. And then I really want to make a, a public, um, you know, thanks note to you because you have also came up and then you said, you know what, I think you should talk to this other person and this, and that's how we get to meet Viridiana. And then she's also going to go come part of the podcast. And it is so amazing that we built that community. And we spoke about that privately before we started the podcast, but I just wanted to make the, the announcement that it is absolutely amazing when you can lift up other people. And then when we can, as a community, grow together. So um, you are really passionate, but more than that, you are super supportive. And I am uh, really appreciative of your time and your comments, your experience and more than anything for being so, so open to share everything. Yeah. Thank you, Monica. I hope we have more opportunities for this collaboration. And as you said, you know, we are growing in all these communities globally, how we can support, you know, Latin America, Euro, we are here in the Middle East, who knows tomorrow. That is part of this, I think. It's the beauty of all of this uh, learning and all of this experience and how we can share it with others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And to our audience, thank you so much for being here, for watching us, for continue growing, for sharing and liking and all that. And um, let's stay connected because next week we're going to have, or in, in two weeks, we're going to have an, another super exciting um, person coming and talking to us. So, Hal, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. And 
Well, hope to see you in a little bit. Thank you.